0: Hey, just quickly before we get started, we have a website called constructionsecrets.io. It's our website where we've got free training, free videos, free everything that you need to become a contractually savvy construction company. So basically sign better contracts with lower risk and um, that you've got more of a chance of making more profit on your, on your projects um, and ultimately stay in business over the long term. So go to constructionsecrets.io, consume all of that stuff and be a better construction company. And now let's get on with the show hey construction legends so in today's video podcast we are going to talk about relationships in construction so hi my name is cameron i'm the ceo of a company called quantum contract solutions and the reason we make these videos and the pod is because there are so many construction companies out there they're losing money hand over fist Because they don't know how to negotiate construction contracts, they end up signing a bad contract and something ends up coming around and biting them in the behind. And in the post-award phase, they end up, something goes wrong, they end up, doing work for free or they end up financing the, the client because the client won't approve their change orders or the EOTs quick enough or pay them quick enough so they're essentially acting as a finance company and at the end of the day subcontractors are the only people in the whole contractual chain that actually do construction work so at the top of the food chain you've got the the principal so they got the oil and gas company mining companies you've got the developers the government and they contract the work to a tier one contractor who's GC or main. Contractor, whatever you want to call them, they are essentially finance companies. So they make money by winning the work and getting a loan for the work, and the delta between the two is how they make money. And they subcontract out all of the work to you guys. So you guys, if you're a subcontractor, you're probably my people. And let's get into it. So relationships is is a tricky thing in construction, and and what's really tricky is for a lot of uh, people is construction used to be this very big relationship game. And so my my granddad was in construction, and he talked a lot about it relationships and like relationships are massively important i'm not saying that they're not massively important at all they've just changed. And so a lot of people will, um, a lot of, you know, I think the the younger companies coming in can see things have changed, things have become a lot more contractual but the older companies who are sticking to, you know, relationships are the most important thing are are the companies that are getting bitten at the moment because they have had such success with just relying on relationships to to do everything. And so a lot of these guys will think that, you know, relationships are the most important thing we can kind of, if we have a good relationship, we can kind of talk our way out of any Sort of potential issue. You know, if I start becoming contractual, I'm going to ruin the relationships. And they're not going to give me more work. I would try to negotiate the contractor. They're going to think I'm too commercial and not give me more work. There's a lot of, you know, thoughts about what being commercial and contractual will do with regards to relationships on a construction project. So we got to be, you know, we got to change that belief in a, li- a little bit. Now explain why those beliefs are no longer true. What's happened over the last 10, 15 years is, well, first of all, there's a few landmark court cases in different companies, in, in countries, which has shown conclusively that if you don't comply with the contract, you're not going to get paid. And because of that. A lot of the companies have taken on advisors, the PWCs of the world and Ernest & Youngs and McKinsey's and been advised to make your contracts more aggressive. And they've done so because of that, which essentially pushes more risk onto you as the construction subcontractor. And that has happened. I'm sure you can see that that has happened. But also what's happened is, you know, corporate governance used to be a thing for only huge companies, right? We have this corporate governance. Now due to technology, even the smaller construction companies, the smaller GCs, main contractors, the smaller construction companies. I mean, even if you're supplying into a subcontractor, some of the subcontractors or a lot of you guys even have decent corporate governance in place and systems in place. And so essentially, you know, I was trying to explain to one of our clients there recently with regards to, you know, being uh, submitting notices and EOTs and and that sort of thing. And one of the things is on on, on the client side, eventually there will be a, a box that needs to be ticked that says, have they comply with the contract. And if they can't tick yes on that they won't pay you full stop not because they're nasty evil companies because of the corporate compliance and so they have to the you, the your opposing guy needs to be able to tick that box to be able to to essentially um approve what he needs to approve so even though relationships are still important if you haven't done the contractual stuff there's nothing you can do it doesn't matter how good your relationship is the guy on the opposing side of the table to you his hands are tied it doesn't matter how you know good your relationship is is to them hey so we'll get back to the pod in two seconds and so if you're getting some value from this or you're enjoying it and you think there's other people in the construction industry that would also please just use your thumb share it with them on whatsapp or whatever uh, way that you share these type of things facebook whatever it happens to be uh, it makes a huge difference to the podcast allows us to grow and impact more people and we would really really appreciate it thanks he internally will have to turn around to his contracts committee, to his project director, whoever it is, to get something approved. And if there's a box there that is says that, you know, have they been compliant with the contract? And he says yes, and, and you haven't, he's risking his job. He's risking probably more than that. He's risking a lot. And so he's more than likely just not going to do that. So while relationships are important, they've changed a lot in that you have to be contractual. You you can, it, In fact, relationships are important to the point where, Whereas if you are a walkover, if you do whatever has been said, you don't do any of the contractual stuff, they don't respect you. But, but if you are contractual from the get-go, from the beginning, they don't they don't look at you as a difficult to deal, but they think, oh, they, these guys are switched on. Actually gives them confidence that you know what you're doing. Okay, you've been around, you know, you've, you've been around for a while. This isn't your first rodeo and you, you know exactly how to go about doing your work. And that's very, very powerful from their point of view. The next thing about relationships I'd like you to consider is... You know, and I, if you've got kids or, you know, if, it depends on how old you were, but jobs have changed in that I think the average lifespan of a job these days is two years, something, something like that. And so people move on a lot. And so you might have a relationship with your opposing PM, but I'll ask you to think about this. If you're coming, if you're on a project, you're coming to the end of the project, what in reality, what is your opposing PM doing, right? He's spending... You know, he's doing his work, but he's definitely spending a bit of time looking for a different job, okay? If he's a contractor, maybe his an employee, he's looking for it, like, you know, internally, he's okay. But more often than not, these, these guys are contractors, and so he's going to be looking for a different job. And so if he's looking for a different job and gets offered another job that is a three- or four-year gig somewhere else, is he going to take it? Yes, he's going to take it. The project goes on longer, more, more, chance, more chance of being employed for a longer period of time. Of course, he's going to take it. And so even though you had a great relationship, relationship's now gone, okay? And the guy who comes in, he can't rely on your relationship. He's just going to revert back to the contract. Same can be said for a lot of these GCs main contractors. They will bring in closeout teams in the last quarter of a project, and the reason they do this is to do the same. They want to. They want to. You know, they are a finance company. They want to save money, and the best ways to save money is to figure out which which companies haven't been contractually compliant. And essentially not pay them. And so if they come into you, they're gonna bring out the closeout team. The project manager you're dealing with is gone. He's moved on to a different project, and they brought it to this closeout team. The guy says exactly the same thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I've seen it to, to such an extent where someone comes in and they say, Oh, sorry, you you know, the you, you know, John has left, and you know, I can't rely on John's word or whatever words that you, you've had, we got to rely on the contract on contract only, therefore we can't approve this, Y, and Z. And actually, in fact, I noticed that the previous three change orders were approved in error so with payments on account we're going to you know claw that money back right so things can go pretty nasty pretty quickly so it's really 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 important that you don't just rely in relationships now in on the flip of that i do want to go back and say that when we're having a discussion with one of our clients there's always two things at play we'll always say to them okay you know, if we're having a discussion with a client, it is right, what's what's your story about the situation? Our story? No, it's not a story, it's, it's facts. Well, okay, sure. Well tell us tell us your facts, right? So they'll tell us their story about what happened, right? Our our own clients, okay? And I'll have to dig and have to poke because they'll leave out some facts that are not particularly, you know, friendly. It doesn't make them look particularly well. And eventually we'll get their story. Then what I'll do is I'll ask them, what is your client's story? So they'll say, oh, well, they think that we did this and then we get more of a picture. And then contractually, we can see where you stand as well. So there's kind of three different angles that we look at every specific dispute sort of case. Now, with regards to advice and, and helping, companies through these particular issues to make sure they get they get paid, there's two different ways. One is like, okay, we can go contractual. I mean, if we need to, you know, we can we can go even more aggressive or we can rely on relationships. And so we will still rely on a relationship. We will say, okay, well, first thing here is we want you to sit down and talk to this guy. And we want you to have a meeting in this particular way. saying